Hi, this is Andre Collins, former Washington Redskin and Super Bowl champ. You're listening to Jamie King on the Sports King Sports 106.1. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years and 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have 7 Honda Master Technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. And good morning. Welcome to the live edition of the Sports King. Uh, listening across the United States and internationally as well, we thank all of you for tuning in today. And we have a show for you. First off, we want to thank our sponsors. We can't do it with Adam. We want to thank Coastal Carolina University for the Joe Mowgli Report. Joe will be joining us a little bit later in the show. We want to thank Dr. Paul Ross, America's number one podiatrist, Tim Cosgrove, CMA Colonial Honda, moving lives forward. Andrew Fisher from Nerve, who designed the Sports King website. Go learn more about CEO Andrew Fisher and their website. It's at thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. We want to thank Cremo and Mission Belt. And we also want to thank the outstanding team at Pegasus Sports, Ken Paradiso and company, PegasusSportsShop.com. Pegasus today is giving away a floating helmet later in the show. If you answer today's trivia question, you will win the prize valued at $100. We thank you very much, Pegasus. I thank my producer as well, Ben Maitland. He's joining me as well. And we're going to start our show in grand fashion. And, of course, who better to start the show with than the legend himself, arguably the greatest linebacker to ever play the game. He is a former NFL head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. He's going to be a head coach again in the NFL. He will win a world championship not only as a player, but as a coach. He is my friend. I have gone on record and told everybody I know This man should be on the sideline, deserves to be on the sideline. No one works harder or worked harder as a player or in preparation for the next step. He is our good friend, Mike Singletary. Mike from Texas, welcome to the sports show. Guest number one on the live show this morning from Richmond, Virginia. Good morning. How you doing? How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Fantastic. And, of course, people don't understand that – Mike Singletary, they think, well, you know, he's just maybe he's sitting back in his Barker lounge or waiting for the next uh, phone call to come in. 
And uh, that's about it. He's not really getting himself ready. But, folks, you'd be so wrong. This guy every day watches film, every day charts plays, every day prepares. So when you look at an opportunity that should be coming about, and I'm looking at the state of the NFL now, and I've gone on record, the minority hiring is abysmal based on this past year. It just is. Minorities are not getting serious looks in regards to head coaching opportunities. Mike, where do you stand on this right now? I mean, you saw in the offseason, your opportunities did not come as expected. Uh, we wanted you to have an opportunity. You wanted the opportunity. You prepared for the opportunity. Uh, where do you feel things are in terms of hirings right now, in terms of the minority aspect? Well, you know, I, I, I think uh, there's a lot to be said on, on the subject. I, I, I think, um, you know, certainly said, well, you know, I, I don't know if there are enough qualified guys out there. I don't know if, um, you know, for whatever reason. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I, I just think that, um, you know, every situation is different uh, for me. Um, I just continue to prepare. I just continue to uh, learn the game from um, from great minds and and uh, pray that one of these days uh, it come to pass. Mike, in regards to you and in, in terms of the people of power positions in the NFL, you know, you look at you, you're a devout Christian, a family man, someone who despite being a Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame player, is for some reason, and I'm looking at this from a outside perspective, do you think some people may say, you know, uh, he's a tough guy and you're getting labeled or pigeonholed as a, as a guy that maybe can't be controlled or, or is too strong-willed. What is your thinking in regards to how that perception is? It's wrong because you're one of the kindest people I've ever met, but it's going to take somebody from an ownership standpoint to sit down with you and give you the opportunity to get to really know you. And I think that's what's missing right now. Well, you know, as a player, it, 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 um, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I, I know that when someone sees you a particular way, and uh, obviously when I became a head coach for the 49ers uh, the, the first time, it was, um, it was certainly one of those things where, wow, you know, this guy is really expressive. This guy is really, you know, passionate about what he does, what have you. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I can control all that passion. Uh, I don't know if he can, can really uh, represent our organization. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, you, you learn as you grow, and um, you get better if, if you have wisdom. And I, I consider myself a man of wisdom. And um, you learn from those mistakes, and, and you move forward. I looked at your past speeches and the one that I always play and I love as a former coach uh, I want winners I want people that want to win I love it I mean people can say you're old school but I don't look at winning as old school I mean you have standards and you want guys to play to the whistle you want guys to play hard and some people may say well you know he's from that generation but you know what I don't think winning ever goes out of style and that's something you bring to the table. And when you said, hey, I'd rather have 10 guys going down the field getting penalized all day than somebody that hasn't bought into the program, I think that stands on itself that says, this guy, he's about nothing else but winning. Well, it's, it's um, you know, winning, it means a lot of different things to uh, uh, a lot of different people. I, I think 
I've always been about winning from the inside out. You know, as a coach, you want to make sure that, that your players are out there representing those things that uh, a winning program embodies. Uh, they work hard, have a tremendous work ethic. Uh, they play with integrity within the rules of the game. And um, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they are going to be worn out because they've given you everything that they have. And really, that, that, that's all that you can ask for uh, as a coach from your players. If you're standing in front of an owner or an advisory board and they said, Mike, why do we bring you on board? Of course, you have had a Hall of Fame career as a player, but from a coaching standpoint, what will you bring to our organization? What are the things you say to them? Because we know, and I know from having learned about you, but what would you say directly to them in regards to getting that next opportunity? Well, it's, it's taken some time to really uh, take a step back and, and kind of put in the words what it is that, that you would do as a coach. And, and I think when I first became a head coach, um, I was basically a middle linebacker as a head coach. And it, it took me a while to really understand that um, there's a different language, there's a different mindset, there's a different thought process that goes into being a head coach. You know, you don't just represent those 11 guys uh, uh, in the huddle. You, you represent the organization. And, and so um, for me, it was realizing that I, I don't want to just be a head coach. I, I want to be a great head coach. And the way to do that is to really understand the game as a head coach and have uh, head coach eyes uh, and, and be able to see things as they happen and be able to help your players understand those things as best you can. And, and to me, that really is what it's all about, being able to be the coach as I was a player. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of film time, a lot of understanding the big picture in the game. What has amazed me, and you're listening to our special guest on the Sports King program on Sports 1061, Mike Singletary from Texas, is the fact that uh, in talking with you, you have taken things that maybe weren't your greatest strengths on the offensive side of the ball, and you've met with offensive coordinators, you're watching the offensive plays. Of course, you've done it from the defensive side. We all know that. But you've taken things that weren't your strong suit and tried to make them your strong suit, so you're so well-rounded. The time you put in not only offensively learning every position has been equal to the defensive side. Your preparation has been unmatched, and I know you're excited about your next step. Well, it is. I I think... um... You know, it was said so many times when I first started coaching, hey, um, just make sure that you're the best linebacker coach that you can be and hire the best coordinators that you can hire. And um, that may work for some guys, but it's not a good recipe for for me. Um, When I played the game, I, I knew everything that that I needed to know. I I knew where the players were supposed to be. I knew who had what responsibilities, and as a coach, why would it be any different? And so I just take it upon myself to make sure that um, as a head coach, I understand the offensive side of the ball, I understand the defensive side of the ball, I understand the special teams and what has to happen and who has what. Now I, I I can also go from a credibility standpoint 
and and say if I want this guy in a one technique, he's going to play the one technique, and he's going to do the things that a one technique should do. Um, I can speak to the offensive side of the ball or any other position on the field, and to me, that's what a head coach should be able to do. Mike Singletary was a leader of the 46 defense of Buddy Ryan, arguably the greatest defense of all time. What made your relationship so special with Buddy Ryan in terms of you were an extension of each other, but what made your relationship not only on the field but off so special? Um, I, I think uh, just the work ethic. Um, I think Buddy came to, to trust me that, that I was going to do the work that I needed to do and prepare myself. And out of that, that work ethic came respect. And, um, you know, when you know that you can trust somebody to do their job and it, it grows to another level of respect and, and love and admiration, um, I knew that I could trust him in getting us prepared to play the game. He knew that he could trust me in making those calls and, and the different changes that needed to, to take place when the offense was trying to take advantage of a, a, a particular defensive front. What did you take away from him that you've used in terms of your approach to coaching? Um, I know people will say, hey, he does a lot of things like Buddy. What would be the things from the outside people watching uh, that you have taken from Buddy Ryan and integrated into your coaching aspect? Um, creating a team atmosphere, creating a, a group of guys, not just 11 guys to go out there and play the game, but 11 guys to go out there and play for each other and, and have fun doing it with a reckless abandon, um, you know, playing the game the way it's supposed to be played, uh, taking no prisoners. Um, to me, that, that was the attitude that, that Buddy Ryan had, and, and uh, that should be the, uh, the, the, the mindset when you have when you're playing defense or special teams. Offense is, is another thought process uh, altogether. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I got to attack people. That, that's the bottom line. And he attacked like nobody else. I love the story of the Super Bowl shuffle. The Chicago Bears, folks, they taped that video before the Super Bowl. And you could talk about how many weeks before the Super Bowl. You guys basically wrote a check. You had to go cash. Talk about what went into that and the mindset and the pressure you guys put on yourself by doing that video so early probably one of the dumbest things that, that we could ever do. Uh, but it certainly did raise uh, the stakes pretty high, knowing that uh, we had so much fun making that video the next day after we lost the Miami game, uh, which was the only game that we lost that year. Um, we ended up taping it, the Super Bowl shuffled the very next day. And that was uh, tremendous timing because it really took us out of a funk. It really... Uh, had us uh, leaving that room feeling a lot better about ourselves and, and knowing that we had just made a video that we had to live up to. We can't lose. And uh, it helped get us focused um, and realize that, that we were going to be stronger going down the stretch. I had never heard of a team ever doing it earlier than a Super Bowl or a big game like that. And it's one of those things you guys had self-imposed pressure on yourselves that uh, there had been a lot of egg on your face had you failed, but that wasn't in the cards. You guys went on to a dominated performance and got it done. And uh, just amazing, amazing deal. And uh, great dance moves, by the way. 
Oh, it was it was fun. Hey, you have been so humble about the '85 Bears defense. You know, every time I talk to you, I say it's the greatest I've ever seen, hands down. But you never say that. But all these years later, when you sit with your own thoughts, do you ever allow yourself to say that group and what they did? The likes of them may never be seen again. Well, I, I would definitely say that um, it, it was a special group. There's, there's no doubt about it. That at every position, uh, you not only had a, a great player, you had a, a personality that you had to deal with. Um, but it, it was uh, it was a group that that really held each other accountable. We got in each other's faces. And uh, we played for each other. And, and I think that that, to me, is really what it's all about. If you can find 11 guys that will play together and play for each other, uh, there's no telling how far you can go. You're listening to our special guest, Hall of Fame linebacker Mike Singletary on the Sports King Show on Sports 106.1. I believe I received more comments about this next subject uh, from women and uh, folks in general. And I want you to go back and talk about this because – I tell you what, you melted so many people with your story. Your wife, Kim, presented you at the Hall of Fame. She gave the speech. You've said and gone on record, she's your best friend. Talk about, again, what she has meant to you, your career, on and off the field. Well, you know, uh, my wife is my best friend. And I, and I think, um, you know, if, if guys are honest, um, you have to have that be your best friend if 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 you're gonna have a life that's worth living. I, I think um, it's just amazing to me what we've gone through together, and we have to we have to be there for each other. We have to have a game plan for our kids. We have to have a vision for our family, and um, you know, at some point in time, all the kids are gonna be gone, living their own lives. And we got to make sure that that we've been there through we, for each other, so that we have something to share and 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 we can finish strong uh, as a couple and and not have our kids in the other room talking about you know is mom and dad going to get a divorce are they going to stay together why don't they talk why don't they seem like they enjoy each other but we have to take care of each other and keep each other in mind and make sure that we understand that at the end of it all, it's going to be she and I again, just like it was at the very beginning. And if we didn't plan for that, then uh, we're going to have a lot of tough days ahead of us. Mike Singletary on his wife, Kim. Uh, I have to ask you this. When you have, you know, of course, you have daughters, and when the boyfriends have come over, have you ever tried to intimidate them with the eyes? Has that ever happened? <laughs> no. No, but you uh, could do it my... if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I couldn't even do it to be honest with you. It, it, it would be. Uh, I gotta ask you, come on, Mike. If your son, you said take out the trash and he doesn't take it out, could you give him the eyes? Come on. No, no, that's a different thing. <laughs> now, that, that, that's a son. That's a knucklehead. That, that's a little different. Uh, but 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 the daughters, it just doesn't quite work. You know, they look at me, Dad. Come on. Uh, <laughs> My wife is already giving him the pep talk. He, he, he doesn't mean anything when he, when he does that. All right, we're going to find out something personal. Mike, Mike Singletary's favorite meal to prepare is? To prepare? Yes. Wow. And now i got a couple up now. There we go. Let's hear it. 
But uh, one of them, it's a southern meal, which I, I don't really do a whole lot of because you're trying to keep the, the pounds back. <laughs> but uh, my, my smothered chicken is hard to beat. Smothered chicken. Mike Singletary, smothered chicken. Okay. What's yeah. the other one? Smothered chicken. And, and uh, the other one is uh, salmon croquettes. Um, and and those are, those are really good. That's um, just salmon croquettes and whole cake bread and and uh, smothered potatoes, uh, those are great, great dishes. But I tell you what, you, you got to make sure you work out either before or after <laughs> or both. <laughs> hey, one of the great moments of my life was being offered a position to coach with this legendary man in Memphis, and unfortunately the A uh, Alliance American Football folded. It was something that uh, was one of the high marks of my life. And I've said in a book I wrote that, when he gets his NFL shot, if asked, I would be there for him. Uh, it has to happen. I've always felt Mike Singletary, who won a Super Bowl as a player, will win one as a coach. He is a very special man, special to me, a leader in every sense of the word, and there's no doubt about it. You're going to be great when your opportunity comes. You know that. You know how I feel about you, and, and uh, you know I'm hoping that the call comes sooner rather than later. Well, I certainly appreciate that. I thank you very much. Mike, thank you for coming on, and uh, we cannot thank you for coming from Texas uh, on the line here today. And uh, we're going to be following you, uh, as always, make sure that that call comes. And uh, we're going to break that news right here. Mike Singletary will be back in the NFL before you know it. Mike, have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Sports, on the sports King. God bless. Take care. Mike Singletary, a special guest. Don't touch that dial. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Vince Papali from the movie Invincible. All that and more as the Sports King rolls on live on this Monday. Hey, guys, this is Tress Wave, punter for the Redskins, and you're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Do you get into bed and find your mind still going? If so, try Zequil Pure Z's Liquid Melatonin. It's made with an optimal level of melatonin for no next day grogginess. Pure Z's Liquid Melatonin, because sleep is a beautiful thing at stores now. America is a great big country. Filled with all kinds of different people. And we all count. That's why the 2020 census wants to make sure we're all counted. Why is it so important? Because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like new roads, health clinics, even more school programs. So make sure you're counted. Because you count. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Winter means it's time to bundle up your insurance. Bundle home and auto with farmers and you could save an average of 20%. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years, 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. 
Visit cmacolonialhonda.com today. Richmond's favorite sports personalities are live on Sports 106.1. The DA Show, Sports Phone with Big Al in the Morning, The Jim Rome Show, Tiki and Tyranny, Zach Gelb, and the Sports King, Jamie King. It's a slam dunk, a grand slam, a hole in one. All day and all night, keep yourself updated with all the latest in news, notes, interviews, and scores. We've got it dialed in on Richmond's home for sports, Sports 106.1. You're listening to the guy that was once addicted to brake fluid. But please don't worry, he says he can stop at any time. It's the Sports King on Sports 106.1. And welcome back to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Special thanks to our guest in the first block, Mike Singletary, Hall of Fame linebacker. And I tell you what, uh, it just gets better and better here on the Sports King. Uh, I'm feeling a bit invincible, and I know... Our next caller is the guest on the line, none other than Mr. Vince Papali, Invincible himself. How you doing, my man? Great. Yeah, Mike Singletary. <laughs> There's a guy that I would have loved to have uh, avoided when I was playing ball. Yeah. How you doing, Jamie? Good <laughs> I, to talk to you. Hey, thanks, Vince. I think everybody likes avoiding Vin, uh, him, Vince. Uh, those eyes. We were just talking about that. I said, can you imagine being his son and uh, missing taking a trash out or something, and he flashes yeah, those eyes love- at you? <laughs> In our house, we call it the hairy eyeball, and I used to get them from Dick Vermeil. Absolutely. You know, he was, yeah, yeah he, would, he would just look right through your eyes, and you'd never see. He would just look right through you like you were invincible. <laughs> it was pretty scary. Everything's invincible. Don't forget that. Hey, you were a track guy who went to St. Right. Joseph's, and uh, talk about your, your upbringing and how you got into track and football, how it all started for you. <laughs> well, ironically, I'm in Jupiter, Florida right now, and on the other side of our fence is a, is a, is a big batch of bamboo poles. And actually, I was a pole vaulter, and my pole vaulting career started with a bamboo pole across this creek. We didn't have creeks. So I, I grew up a, in, a, in a project, so we had a creek. creek. And I used to pole vault from one side of the creek to the other, <laughs> uh, planting that pole. And, and then I gravitated to clotheslines. I don't know if anybody remembers what a clothesline is, because everybody has uh, dry, you know, clothes dryers. But I gravitated to clotheslines, and, and the next thing you know, it in the backyard of the, of the project we were in. <laughs> And uh, and I I started getting this seven eight feet uh, and just landing in the grass so people uh, they would they would start getting old mattresses and put it there and I was sort of like uh, I was like a novelty in the neighborhood um, and then believe it or not I didn't do anything for a while with the pole vault and then, and then finally when I was a senior in high school I wound up uh, I wound up pole vaulting uh, for for my coach and uh, on Father's Day I I was in a meet and I went almost two feet over my personal best and I was a Foot and a half off the world's record. I had fourteen six, and my top part was twelve nine prior to that. And wow. I got a I got a scholarship to St. Joe's, and they didn't have college football. I wasn't all that big. I was about five seven, five eight, one hundred and sixty five pounds. So there were no. I played one year of high school football, and nobody was banging on my door for that. So <laughs> I went the track route. Went back to my alma mater, taught school for six years, was a head track coach, and I tried to get into the decathlon for the Olympic trials. I couldn't get in. And I got pissed off, started playing semi-pro football, and that door slammed, and then the NFL door opened with Dick Vermeil in 76 and had that free agent tryout. And there it is. There's your elevator speech, you know, and that, that's how I went from a track guy to a, to a football player. Of course, everybody's saying, well, you can't convert those skills. Well, uh, somehow, some way, I was able to do it. And, you know, as I say, the rest is history. You have to be careful doing the pole vaulting in the neighbor's yard because, of course, if Miss Johnson has her wash out there and you happen to miss, uh, <laughs> you're going to get in a lot of trouble. 
Well, I, I, I tried to do it over those lines that didn't have any wash on them. But, you know, it was funny. I, they, I was the fastest kid in the neighborhood on the 4th of July on Memorial Day. Everybody would be in their backyards. It was it, well, actually what it was. It was a really cool neighborhood. It used to be a golf course. And they built all these Monopoly homes in a circle around the golf course. And in the middle were a bunch of trees and a big field, which was one of the fairways. And, uh, and what they would do is everybody would have all their picnics in the backyard. And, uh, and they would have bets. And I, would, I was like Seabiscuit. And, and I, I, you know, they bet a quarter for my bare feet against all these kids in the neighborhood. Because the locals knew. You know, they, 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 they knew who their horse was. You know? So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. It was a great, it was a great experience. And, you know, I laugh, of it. I laugh at it now and think about, you know, the childhood and, and how, uh, how simple it was. What's your message? I mean, because the young men and the young ladies listening right now that may be undersized, I mean, here you were, you said five seven, five eight, and then you worked your way up and made it to the Eagles, which is just an incredible story in itself. But the fact that you weren't that the big hulking 6'6 guy and uh, all the measurables, I mean, you worked for everything you had. I mean, talk about uh, advice for the youngsters out there listening in terms of never giving up. Yeah, well, the one thing, of course, is getting the opportunity, and I never thought I'd get an opportunity. Here I am, 30 years old, and I uh, still had that little unfinished circle in my athletic life that I wanted to complete, and I got that opportunity. That's the thing. But then there's that thing with the opportunity, and that's the preparation. And uh, more than anything, I think, Jamie, it's, it's, it's all about your will. It's all about your desire, your passion. And more, more importantly than anything, uh, attitude is the umbrella that controls the key to your success. If you believe it, if you can see it, you can visualize it. Chances are you can get it done if you're willing to pay the price. You know, there's so many dreamers out there, and I tell kids this all the time. One of the greatest quotes I ever got was from my high school football coach when everybody was busting my chops when I was trying out for the Eagles at 30, and I go back to him and I say, Coach, George, well, yeah, am, I, am, am, I, am I crazy in doing this? He said, here, look at this. And he gives me this quote. He says, happy are those who dream dreams and are willing to pay the price to make the dreams come true. If you're not willing to pay the price, you're a poser. But, you know, you listen to your heart. You listen to yourself. Some things are, like, a little bit out there. Uh, but, you, you, uh, but, you know, they're attainable. But you've got you've to gotta work hard. And more than anything, aside from yourself, uh, you have to surround yourself with people that believe in you and, and eliminate the doubters, eliminate all the noise, you know, and, and, and be as positive as you can be. And the worst thing you can do is say, well, I can't or I'm not going to try. I mean, what, what ha- so what if you, if you try it and it doesn't happen? And it's we we everybody's using this term. It's called failing forward, and you just uh, you know you pick yourself up, dust yourself up, get up, and try it again, or or try find another something to shoot at. But and never ever quit, like Jimmy Valvano says. And I'm a cancer survivor. You just you can never quit, never quit, because when you quit, uh, that's it. You're done, and then you're labeled not only from other people by being a quitter, but internally you know you are as well. And that's a tough thing to deal with. My brother uh, passed away from colon cancer. You survived it. Uh, talk about the importance, and you really preach to people, as I do, in terms of getting checked. It's one of those treatable forms. And talk about the things you've done to help uh, folks get more knowledge about this horrific disease. Yeah, you know, it's a, and I found out that I had cancer 18 years ago in 2001, and, and now 19 years ago, around Memorial Day in 01, and and that, that was one of the biggest hits I ever took when I found out I had the big C, and I know you, and with your brother and your family, and all the things that you've got to contend with. I was very fortunate with my colon cancer, and that I was able to catch it early, and the, and the, uh, the polyp that had it was totally encapsulated. So imagine it's just like a, um, it's like an M&M peanut, you know, and on the outside, 
you've got that coating. And thank God I had that coating on the outside. And, and the polyps, it was cancerous. They did a, a lot of uh, biopsies, seven of them actually, and, and all of them came back negative. So they did a resectioning basically like they do on a hose. You just cut one end off, the other end off, and you attach it in the middle, and it was all done laparoscopically. I had no chemo, no radiation. And I mean, tell you, I'm so, I'm so lucky. But the thing was is that I had children, Gabby, you know, now they're like Gabriella's works for the Sixers. Vinny's down here with me in Florida training at Boca for, for, the, for the pro days and, and, and some camps that are coming up. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at them and thinking, my God, am I ever going to see them grow up to be the kids that they are now? And uh, thank God for Janet. And she was up my, you know, she was just all the time, you know, my coach saying, you've got to get this colonoscopy, and I did it. And so the message is, is that don't be afraid of what, the, what you find. It's, uh, you know, when, when, when and if it's something that's not positive, it's negative in that respect, you just battle it. And again, you know, it's like anything. You have to surround yourself with good people, have your advocates, uh, your oncologists, remember they are. And I was very lucky at the University of Penn to have that at Jefferson Hospital. And here I am 18 years later, uh, cancer-free, and the movie now, Jamie, Invincible, I always call it in, from invincible to invisible. And uh, that has given me the platform to get up and, and talk about how important it is. And every, every speech that I give around the country and around the world, I challenge everybody uh, at that age between now it's 40, 45, and whatever, no matter what it was, whatever sex, uh, get tested for, for that prevalent cancer that's out there because it's such an insidious, as we know, as you know, disease. Yes, it's something, as I said, I tell people all the time, please get checked. The people I love care about, everybody that listens, I just want you to there go you out, go. get that uh, screening because it can save your life. It's a treatable form, and uh, some people will say, ah, I don't want to do that, or it's too inconvenient. Folks, it's a simple test. It, yes, you have to maybe drink something a little unpleasant, but other than that, that's about it, and then you get, you're done with it, and you can get it all clear, and if you do have something wrong, they can fix it and get you on your way to recovery, but if you ignore it, it can turn to a deadly disease, so please listen to Vince and myself. We definitely want you to get screened. It's in your best interest. Uh, Vince, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, talk about that story, how you became a member of the Eagles and uh, the effort it took to get there. Well, I, uh, the movie was, uh, was a, it didn't go back a couple of years when they picked up the movie. I was actually, a, uh, I was actually um, working as a part-time bartender and also substitute teaching because I was on a leave of absence from my uh, high school in suburban Philadelphia called Interboro High School, and, it, and right in the outskirts. So I'm a season ticket holder with the Eagles. I, I, I was, after the semi-pro, the decathlon thing was over, I started playing semi-pro football, and there was a guy that was one of the coaches of a team I was playing against, and he was in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland, not too far from you. Uh, well, you know, that, a little bit north of Richmond. But anyway, um, he saw me, and there was a new league being formed that Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, and Paul Warfield, Paul Warfield we're, we're going to uh, jump over called the World Football League. And Philadelphia had a franchise, and I got invited to a, uh, to a tryout, and there were 500 guys there. And uh, I went through four tryouts, and out of those 500 and all those people, uh, myself and Dennis Lazi were the only uh, – they didn't have a draft. Uh, Dennis Lazi from Notre Dame were the only two that, that wound up uh, making the team, and I made the team. And then the league folded. And I was on a leave of absence from teaching and substitute teaching bartending. And I'm uh, ready to go back, actually, to Interborough and teach and coach again and, get, and finish my master's degree. And in 76, Coach Ramil comes traipsing in and, and uh, had the free agent try out. Everybody was busting me. Nah, you know, you're, you're, you're over. It's 30 years old. You'll never get a shot. 
So anyway, I walked on, and the first thing was the 40. They saw the 40, liked it. Coach, uh, I would, you know, throw the ball to him, and they put us in a seven-on-seven. To me, it was just like the, it was like the rough touch. I mean, I play against guys like Gook Delisio for crying out loud. Gook, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, these bar legs—they they were animals. At every game, they would have they would have an EMT, and they'd have a cop because somebody would get knocked out, and there would be a fight. It was just absolutely it would be a brawl almost at every game. And um, and so I get in a seven-on-seven. On seven, this is this is a piece of cake. And uh, Coach liked it. And uh, the, the scene in the movie is he comes up to me afterwards in the parking lot. And actually, we had that conversation in the elevator at Veteran Stadium. He remembered my name, and he said, that was a great workout. You ran a 4-5 and all that. And in grass, I don't know what it converts to on turf right now. It's around a 4-3, 4-4. Uh, and anyway, um, uh, so that was it. And then the athletic trainer comes up to me, Otho Davis. He said, they want to see you. Uh, in the executive offices, when I get up and I can't believe I'm there and I'm looking at all the murals and I'm seeing Tommy McDonald, my idols on the wall, Chuck Bednarik, Pete Retzlaff, all these guys that are my idols are on the wall. And then they say, go ahead back to Jimmy Murray. He's a GM. And I walk past coach's office and he gives me a big wave. Hey, that was a great workout today, Vinny. Good luck. And next thing you know, I walk into Jimmy's office and they offered me a contract for 21 thousand dollars wow and uh, and i asked him i said can i keep my so i have to give up my season tickets and he just started laughing he says you make the team he said hold on to him i said you know hold on to me he said well you make the team you'll get four season tickets and uh and i wound up making the team i did what the, what the movie um the way the movie had it and they, it was really dramatic and the way they did it all the football scenes were exactly the way it was but they, uh, they they sort of made it believe that I was uh, my my skills had uh, diminished, and I. But in, in reality, I actually led the team in receptions in that preseason, and I would have been pissed off if I got cut. Actually, and uh, coach came uh, coach came over to me. We we had to create a scene that when I found out I made the team. Where you know, coach wants to see. But what they didn't say, they didn't say bring your playbook. Uh, they had to create that scene because the way it actually happened when I found out I made the team. Coach came to me on the field and told me that I had made the team, and I went insane. And it was a veteran stadium. We were warming up for the Cowboys. I still didn't know that I made the team. And then I asked him if I could make a phone call, and I made a phone call to I made a collect call to Westinghouse because my dad was at work. And when I told the shop steward that I made the team, he said, "Kingy." My dad's nickname was Kingy. And Kevin Conway, who played my dad, just passed. He did a great job, and I love Kevin. And, um, and anyways, so they, they create, there's a big scene in the background with everybody at Westinghouse going crazy. Well, it was very similar to Rudy and my book, my man, Rudy, I love Rudy. And, uh, and, and so they had a scene very similar to that. So they couldn't do it because it would have been what they call Rudy moments. So they created that scene. But anyway, I wound up making the team. And then the next year I was voted captain of the special teams and got four years in and the ultimate last laugh is I got a pension out of it. So it's pretty cool. Unbelievable. Our special guest is Vince Papali. Mr. Invincible, if you have not seen the film, do yourself a favor, folks. It is so inspirational, a great story. What a story of uh, belief in yourself and what you can do to the, the human spirit and just amazing on every level. Have to ask you in our final few moments with Vince Papali, what was it like working with Mark Wahlberg? It's not a bad guy to have portray you, good-looking kid. I'm I mean, I know that had to be fun working with Marky Mark. He, he was, he was, don't call him Marky Mark, by the way. He was, he was the best. The, the producers. Don't tell him I said time. that. Yeah, no, Jamie, it's so funny. The producers, Mark Chiardi and Gordon Gray, they're, they're, the guys are still around. He's, 
and they did Miracle, working like Miracle. Everybody's celebrating Miracle. with other guys that did Miracle, and I came in right after that. And Mike Luzioni is a buddy of mine. So, I mean, that's 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 that side of thing. But um, he was absolutely the best. And when I met him, he says, I'm, gonna, I'm a little nervous. He says, I'm going to play the role with passion and enthusiasm. I'm going to make you proud. I'm going to play the make the city of Philadelphia proud. I said, why are you nervous? He said, well, I never played the role of a guy that was so alive at the end of the movie before. Because uh, <laughs> he was in Planet of the Apes and the longest, I mean, the perfect storm and, and those, you know, and, and we started laughing. And what we did before we started shooting a movie in 2005, 2005, we had two weeks right before uh, the 4th of July. We went to um, Mark, um, Mark Ellis, who was in charge of the second unit, he had all the football players who were arena league and former NFL players, football players, go to Northeast High School, where my wife Janet, who was not a Giants fan, was an Olympic or was a world-class gymnast. Um, and Janet, she went to the, the irony. She went to that high school, and we worked for two weeks prior to the shooting of the movie. And Mark and I worked one-on-one for two weeks straight. And Jim Jensen, Jim slash Jensen, from the Miami Dolphins was the intermediary. He was also a coach with Mark, and the three of us just spent all that time and going through drills, routes, catching the ball, and just a fun guy, great guy to be around. Here's a great. Here's how Mark is. Just the other day, I'm, I, I was I was surfing, and the movies on. It's on Showtime all the time. It's on Disney Plus, and uh, so I'm watching the movie, and I see that one scene where Mark gets clocked on the sideline. So. I, I paused it, I ran, I ran it back, and I videoed that scene, and I sent it to him, and I just sent that. <laughs> and in like two seconds, he, he gets back and he says, ouch. <laughs> that, that's just sort of, that's sort of, that's sort of just as it all. I, I love Mark. He, he played the role, I'm telling you. He's, my family loves him. Um, I, my kids have grown up with him. He is the most humble uh, guy I've ever met, most hardworking guy I've ever met, and, and just big, huge in the community. And what I love about Mark, is his love of the military and law enforcement, and you see him all the time uh, doing pitches for people that participate, participate in that. And I'm down here uh, with, with a second home in Florida because I got involved with, a, with something with law enforcement down here, and, and we loved it so much that, that we chose this as our second home. So, you know, life is good, and I have nothing but great things to say about Mark and, and Mike Kelly and one of the guys who played in the movie. He was in the Jack Ryan series. If you see the guy that in, in the, uh, the the super cuts commercial, the bald guy that's pissed off because everybody has hair, he doesn't. That's my man, Mike, who's a Philly guy who was in the movie, and and Greg Kinnear was phenomenal. Elizabeth Banks who played Janet, uh, Michael Nori played. He, he, I mean, every that just goes on and on and on. Mike Bespoli, you see these guys all the time, all all the time. It's just really cool to to see them. So it was a great cast and uh, a, a tremendous job by Ken Mocker executive producer who's still doing movies. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with our final minutes with Vince Pipali, of course, Mr. Invincible, all that and more when the Sports King rolls on the special edition on Monday morning. Hey, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. Here listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 106.1. How would you like a free dinner? That's right, a free dinner. Hi, I'm Jeff Trice with The Insurance Doctor, and I've been telling you for years how nobody beats the insurance doctor's prices, and now I'll prove it. Just bring your current auto insurance policy into the insurance doctor location nearest you, and if we can't beat your price, I'll buy you dinner at the restaurant of your choice. So now is the perfect time to shop your auto insurance, because I'll either save you a ton of money on your car insurance, or dinner's on me. Either way, you get paid. 
Our competitors like to say they can save you money on your car insurance, but only the insurance doctor has a low price guarantee. So no matter who you're with, we will beat their price. It's guaranteed. Oh, and by the way, I'll throw in your own personal agent for free. Just bring your current auto insurance policy into the insurance doctor location nearest you. I'll either save you a ton of money on your car insurance or dinner's on me. So call us today and see why I say nobody beats the insurance doctor. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. Welcome back, everybody. Sports King on Sports 1061. And we go live to Florida again with our special guest, Vince Papali, Mr. Invincible himself. And he has so much going on. Folks, one of the most sought-after speakers in America. And you better save your pennies before this guy because he's worth every penny. When you hear him speak, he has an amazing story. Vince, talk about your speaking engagements. You are booked year-round. Yeah, I'm booked. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I thought it was going to slip a little bit, but because of Mark's popularity in the movie now, it's on Showtime, as I said all the time, and Disney Plus, it seems to have sparked some interest. And uh, yeah, I'm doing my fair share of speaking, and uh, we talk about leadership, of course, the story about Wahlberg, some of the things we talked about. But more importantly, we talk about you and what you can do to take it to the next level and fulfill your potential. There's so many great things out there and great stories. And you know, with all the, all the attention being paid for the guys from Miracle right now, and it's basically the same thing as the impossible being possible. So if you need me, uh, VincePapale.com. Uh, just go to contact Vince, and it, it's pretty simple. But it's it's great to be on stage, and I treat every speech as if it's a Super Bowl game for me, and, and I have a great time doing it. VincePapale.com. You and your daughter, Gabby, are working on something special. Fill the listeners in on that. <laughs> Yeah, Gabby's a Syracuse grad. She works for the Sixers right now doing all live in-game entertainment. She's their manager, and uh, she got a pretty good sense of humor. And uh, going to Syracuse, a little bit of a broadcasting background. And we're going to do a podcast called Gabbing with Invincible, where she's going to take the millennial point of view. I'm the old-school old guy, you know, the, the retro guy. So we're going, to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we've got some tremendous uh, – we have a guest list uh, from entrepreneurs to uh, Navy SEALs to actors, actresses uh, – coaches, players, whatever it might be, and and uh, we're really looking forward to launching that uh, coming up uh, pretty soon in about, I think, about the next six weeks. So it's Gabbing with Invincible. Gabbing with Invincible podcast. Don't want to miss that. And Vince? Her name is Gabriella. So and, 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 and then the, the, the tagline is Gabbing with Invincible, all puns intended. <laughs> so that's the tagline. Can't miss radio. Hey, listen, uh, your son Vinny, We'll be trying out for the NFL, of course, uh, out of Delaware. Talk about his chances. I know you're excited for another Invincible story, potentially. Yeah, well, you know, he's his own story. And unfortunately, he's got to live in the Invincible shadow along with Gabriella, which hasn't sometimes been pleasant because people say, well, you're privileged. And they've gained and worked everything that they've gotten. Vinny is uh, training down here in Boca Raton at Chris Carter's camp, XPE and Tony Bellotti. It's a you-have-to-be-chosen kind of a camp, and he's with guys that are that are going to be uh, in the draft, in the combine, and, and, and also um, the guys that are former that are NFL players right now to come back here in the offseason to train for a month before they go to their specific camps. And, and uh, so he's got some things lined up from pro days to many camps uh, uh, with both leagues, uh, both the Canadian Football League and also the NFL. And as I said earlier, it's all about the opportunity. you got to perform, and um, he's much more talented than I was, and I really think that uh, Vinny's healthy, hungry, and 
with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's ready to make his move. This is going to be his year. Vince Papali, your favorite memory, when you look back at your career, what's the one thing that stands out to you that you're most proud of? Well, I think maybe it was uh, actually when I found out that I made the team, that was really cool. But I think another one when uh, when I when I got cut from the team. Well, I'll tell you what I got was most proud of um, was when I was named Man of the Year in 1977 by the Eagles, and then I was a finalist. And it was um, uh, it was Archie Manning and Roger Staubach and me. We were the three finalists in Chicago, and and Roger got it, deservedly so. But that was that was quite an honor that I was chosen by my teammates for my community work. But. You know, a couple of the hits that I made, and I guess the one that's portrayed in the movie, uh, that's when I was really accepted by my teammates, invited to my first team party. And uh, that's when I I realized I belonged. I think that was one of my favorite moments playing. Now, we need Mark Wahlberg on the show, uh, and we know you, so it's got to (laughs) happen. There you go. All right. I'll I'll give it a shot. Mark would do it. I'm sure he would do it, so I'll see what he can do. Absolutely. We're going to hold you to it. Vince Papali, (laughs) VincePapali.com. Anything upcoming that you want to talk about the fans need to know about? Well, uh, well, uh, yeah, I do have a book out with my teammate, Dennis, the guy, the white knuckle guy, number 53 in the movie. It's called The Last Laugh, uh, From Vision to Victory, and you can get that on Amazon.com. And The Last Laugh, Vision to Victory. And it's actually, uh, uh, we came up with a victor's code with all these, and we have some very, very famous people, athletes, entrepreneurs, whatever, that have adopted our code, and they told their life stories and their, their success stories and rises from uh, rags to riches uh, through the victor's code. So real proud of it. The Last Laugh, Vision to Victory. Vince, always an honor. I value our friendship, your advice. You're welcome anytime on the Sports King Show. Thank you, my friend, and best of luck to Vinny down there in Florida. Yeah, thank you very much, Jamie, and everybody out there. Just dream big and just keep grinding. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Just be willing to pay the price. Hey, if you work hard, you might have an invincible guest. Who knows? Uh, you it can happen for you, know. too. <laughs> you never know. Hey, Vince, have a great day. Give my best to Jan uh, and your buddy. family. And we'll, uh, my man. You're you invincible, Jamie. Thank you very, very much. It's thank always been great to talk to you, pal. Thank you so much, Vince. Hey, Ben, did you hear what he said? You're said invincible? I was invincible. Did you hear that? I heard that. We have it on tape. That means we have that on tape. Write that down, please. Um, I've got it. I'm already. Anytime the tape. I come in here, <laughs> treat me as the invincible guy. The that invincible I am. sports king. Exactly. There you go. Speaking of another king, how about the gypsy king? I told yeah. you he had a puncher's chance, and he did. You were right. You were right. What, we'll seven, talk about that round? coming up. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the next hour. you hey, got uh, with Joe Mowgli coming up here too, right? Joe Mowgli is coming yep. up next, CEO of Ameritrade, and we want to talk about that. The chairman of Ameritrade, Joe Mowgli. Uh, celebrity shout-outs. We want to thank Ari Kawanjo, listening now in Arizona with his family and his baby, Roman. He uh, gave us a shout-out. Matthew Rauch from the hit show Banshee. Of course, uh, we want to thank him for giving us a shout-out. Uh, Dave Graham, live from Newmarket. Give him a shout-out. Uh, we've got Butch from Widewater. Butch Lawdenslugger from Widewater. And uh, Lucy and Whitley Brown from Florida. The shout-outs keep coming on the Sports King. What's going on? I'm loving this, this on this Monday. A, this has been a fun first hour. Where else can you We're get Mike, starting. Mike Singletary and Vince Papali in the same hour? Singletary, awesome. Papali. Yep. You never know. So you got to stay with us here on the Sports King. Man, I'm loving this. And guess what? I've got a major trivia prize coming up for you. That's right around the corner. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the Sports King on Sports 106.1. And don't. 
touch that dial. As I said, we have so much more. Hey, Joe Mowgli, giving you financial advice, the chairman of TD Ameritrade. You couldn't ask for more than that. It's all coming your way next on Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear, Hall of Famer. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Sports King Nation, want to take part in the show? Here's your chance to call the studio line. 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. And welcome back, everyone, to Sports King on Sports 106.1 on this Monday. And folks... We thank you for joining us live. And our live show has been made possible by our next guest. He has been such a big part of it, an amazing supporter. He's been with us from the beginning. The Joe Mowgli Report is brought to you by Coastal Carolina University, heard exclusively on the Sports King Show on Sports 1061. And we welcome to the live version of the Sports King, the man himself, Mr. Joe Mowgli. Coach, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Jamie. Congratulations on the new time slot and everything. Fantastic. It's going fast and furious, Coach Mike Singletary, Vince Papali, Coach Joe. It's all going great today, and uh, fans are loving it. i tell you what, over the weekend, I had somebody stop me, and they said, hey, does Coach Joe happen to handle your money? And I said, you know what, uh, I wish I had the kind of money that uh, needed Coach Joe to handle, but uh, hopefully down the line, that would be a blessing, Coach. I'm going to keep you in reserve on that, but uh, no, that was funny. I said, uh, no, he has uh, many other things to do. Speaking of which, you're putting the final touches on the colossal merger between TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab. It seems like putting that deal together and getting the agreement between the two parties is just one aspect of the deal. Talk about the overall process to finalize such a deal. Well, what, 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 what needs to take place now, Jamie, is the, the deal has to close. No different than one of your viewers buying a house. You know, you have an agreement, but if you don't have the house until everything closes. So because we're in financial securities and you have TD involved, TD Bank, you've got TD Ameritrade involved, and you've got Schwab involved, all this has to go through the Department of Justice. So that winds up taking a little while, especially because of these three firms, and it's a stock transaction as opposed to a cash, a cash transaction. So, uh, so um, like anything in Washington, that doesn't necessarily move overly quickly, and um, but we expect the deal to close, you know, by by the summertime. 
Uh, Coach, you are finalizing the TD Ameritrade, as we just talked about. You're in in close counsel with the president of Coastal Carolina. How do you structure your day in regards to maximizing your production? I mean, you've got a chief of staff. You've got secretaries to help you. I mean, you've got so much going on in a day. Is it almost like uh, game planning in terms of what you did as a coach, setting your day up and trying to maximize everything you do? It, it would be like a game plan when I'm in coaching, and it would be like a game plan when I'm running TV mayor trade. But with regard to now, it's a matter of just simply prioritizing. So I know what's the most important thing I've got to be able to pay attention to, and if that's Dr. DeCenzo uh, needing to talk to me for whatever reason or there's something specifically going on at TD Ameritrade or in my own life or in my family's life, you know, I'll prioritize that literally that day, and I'll knock it off that way. We're not a political show, but I just did want to touch on this. Uh, you've got uh, a Republican in the White House. You've got a potential socialist as a frontrunner and Bernie Sanders emerging as a Democratic frontrunner. In your opinion, uh, if the country did decide to select Bernie Sanders as a socialist, how would that affect the market and the overall financial aspects in terms of that uh, type of scenario? If the market even thinks. Now, it's not going to be easy as long as the Now, today's a bad day, but as long as the the economy stays reasonably strong, or even just stays about where it is today, it's going to be very, very difficult to to unseat the incumbent just because of the strength of the marketplace, whether you like them or not like them. But if, if, uh, if the market thinks at all that somebody like Sanders has a shot at winning this, the market's going to go down significantly. I mean, significantly. You see at least a 10% drop. You know, that would be that'd be 300 points on the, on the S&P 500. It would be... Uh, it'd be not 300 points. It'd be yeah, 300 points of the S&P 500. It'd be um, a couple thousand points with regards to the Dow. So no, the market will respond negatively to that because there'll be a concern that the capitalist economy that we have, the capitalist system that we have, is going to be too regulated, and uh, there are too many things that are that are going to happen. And those things would would uh, while it sounds good to everybody, ultimately over a longer period of time, that will have a negative impact on economic growth. I was watching the markets this morning, and I saw the coronavirus was one of the top headlines. They said this is affecting the markets adversely, of course, right now. And I know uh, it's something to definitely keep your eye on with the China imports and the different imports from around the country. Italy starting to get hit. How do you see this uh, playing out, Coach, for investors? Do you think it's a short-term situation, or do you think uh, you're looking beyond that? How do you, as a serious and experienced investor, look at something like uh, something like a disease like this in terms of the market? Yeah, Jamie, if I'm not mistaken, I think about a month ago you asked me when the coronavirus first popped up or whenever that was, I think you asked me about the seriousness of it. And I said, I'm not going to feel comfortable until someone says that, you know, we've, we've got the cure or we've got the antidote or we've got a way to prevent it from spreading. But nobody said that yet. Now, in uh, Hong Kong, where all this began, uh, it, it seems to be tapering off a bit there and it seems to be maybe tapering off a bit in China. But the fact that, you know, there were 200, um, there were 200 instances of it in Italy, well, you know, it's clearly starting to spread around the world. And until we get a better answer for how do you prevent it from growing or spreading, uh, I think the coronavirus is an issue. So the market kind of really paid attention to the very beginning. Then I think they just sort of ignored it, and they're clearly starting to pay attention now as it spreads outside of China. <clears throat> so how do you, so, you know, so, so, so it's going to have an impact until there is some sort of resolution. Okay. We're going to keep our eye on that. Um, moving on to your background, you've achieved the life most would dream. 
about in terms of achieving successful coach, successful businessman, leader in your community, someone who has affected lives of thousands of student athletes during your coaching career. And we've talked about you wanting to speak and, of course, potential movie on your life. There's so many things out there. Is there something outside of all of that that you wanted to pursue that may surprise people? I don't think so, Jamie. I think, that, you know, kind of the stuff that, that, that you know, I'm thinking about is stuff that I've been able to talk about pretty openly over the span of the last few years, but I haven't been able to focus on any of it because of my commitment to football. And uh, I think, uh, I mean, the idea of writing a book on leadership is important to me. That's also a way to give back. You know, being able to speak more is a way to wind up, do, do, wind up doing the same thing. You know, we think there's probably going to be a sequel to Fourth and Goal, and there's a whole other things that might be able to happen. But I also, with regard to this, I want to make sure I'm spending time taking care of myself physically. You know, I'm doing a good job of keeping myself in shape. I do really love the markets and enjoy it. I want to spend more time, frankly, paying attention to my own portfolio because I do better when I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, so, and and, and then, then, then just simply being able to spend time with loved ones and family, you know, more so than what I have in the past. You're listening to our special guest, Joe Mowgli, of the Joe Mowgli Report, heard exclusively here on the Sports King Show on Sports 1061, brought to you by Coastal Carolina University. It's now time for a question from the fans. Winston asks from Galveston, Texas, Coach, do you invest in penny stocks or do you believe in that? What are your thoughts on penny stocks in general? Winston, most of the time you invest in a penny stock, is going to be zero. Now, the only time I really invest in a penny stock <laughs> when I bought it at a bigger number and it becomes a penny stock. And then I might keep an eye on it. But for the most part, unless you really know the company well, you know, a penny stock is something you probably should avoid. Avoid the penny stocks. Okay. Pete from Nashville wants to know, what do you think, Coach, about foreign currency investing? Some people have told him to invest in the dinar. He's heard pros and cons. What are your thoughts on investing in foreign currency? Well, for, for, for those of your listeners that don't know what the dinar is, that, that's the currency pretty much by Iraq and the Middle East. And just by definition, it's a volatile area. Now, part of the reason why you'd want to invest in dinar is because you kind of, the, the, the Iraqi and the Middle East um, uh, relationship with oil, if you felt good about the price of oil, but frankly, if you felt bad, you know, you should just go ahead and invest directly in oil. Um, the, every, the dollar, our dollar, is backed by the full faith credit of the United States. The dinar is not backed by the full faith and credit of Iraq. So consequently, from my end, I think that there, if you're going to invest in currencies, I think there are a lot of other currencies that would probably make sense to invest in rather than the dinar. It's too much, it would be too much risk for me and too volatile. You're listening to questions from listeners for head coach Joe Mowgli of the chairman of TD Ameritrade. Victoria from Salem, Salem, Virginia wants to know, Coach, how do you remain calm when you have a lot of money in the market and it fluctuates? How do you stay even keeled even on the bad days? Victoria, there isn't any question in terms of how you've got to be able to handle this. That you've got, your emotion cannot get involved when you are investing. So that's why you need to have a, a well-thought-out, disciplined plan and you've got to recognize the markets are going to go up, and that you not, should not be euphoric on that. You should probably trim into strength. And you recognize the markets are going to go down. And if you get an opportunity there to be able to buy something cheap, you should probably be able to take advantage of that. But you cannot, under no circumstances, panic. So you begin with that as a strategy. Now, if that's difficult for you, if that's difficult for you, and there are many people that get really like, concerned and worried and anxious when the markets are, are, are not doing well, then, then, then you should make sure that your portfolio is ultra-conservative, and you'd be better off doing that. But the bottom line is a disciplined strategy. 
discipline strategy. Nikki from Stafford, coach, says, Joe, how many years have you been in investments and advising people? He feels there's been a bull market the last 10 years in regards to U.S. stocks. Your thoughts on Nikki's question? Nikki's right. I, th- I agree with Nikki. The, um, I think there, there's no such a, such, such a period as even one year probably, but over a 10-year period where you're not going to have your ups and downs. But what you look at, and this is what Warren Buffett would say, you look at where the markets were at the end of 2008, for example, after the financial crisis. And they were really, really in, in, uh, under tremendous pressure. And, uh, but that meant there was also some pretty significant buys. Since then, since then, the markets, if you look at a chart, have done really nothing but go up. Now, that doesn't mean they haven't gone up and down. But you look at where they were in the beginning of 2009, you look at where they are at the beginning of 2020, and they are significantly up. So, yeah, I, I would agree. It's, it's been a bull market. John from Fairfax has two questions for you, Coach. One, if someone is beginning as an investor and only has $500 to $1,000 to invest, where do you recommend they start, and how can they best educate themselves about buying stocks and investing in the stock market? you got to buy Joe's book, by the way. Shameless plug. But, Coach, other than that, uh, how would you advise John from Fairfax on uh, maybe having not a ton of money, but he wants to get off to a good start? Well, John, I think it's important. You open up a, 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 an online brokerage account. You know, I mean, you can open up any one you want to because Schwab is going, TD Ameritrade is going to become Schwab one day. I think Schwab's a great place to be able to do that. But you can open up any place. And, uh, uh, and especially now when commissions are actually free. So if you're investing $1,000, well, you're going to put $1,000, not less than $1,000, into whatever security you're going to want to buy, number one. Number two, I would simply do the S&P 500. And I put all my money right into that. So if I got five, if if I have a small amount, so five hundred thousand dollars, I put it in the S P five hundred. I got diversity across the largest, uh, the largest companies in the globe. I get diversity across different spots in the globe where where they have exposure, and across all the different sectors. Sectors, for example, technology, healthcare, finance, uh, uh, defense. So I think that would that would be there'd be no doubt in my mind that that's what I would do. John, second question for Fairfax, Virginia. He asked, Coach, uh, should he go the stock route or instead look to invest in cryptocurrency? Which do you recommend and why? I think unless you know cryptocurrency, that's also going to be volatile. Now, I think there is value to being able to do something like that. But with John and the money you've got right now, I think you know your best bet over the longer period of time is going to be the S&P 500. And over time, then, see what you can do in terms of learning about cryptocurrency and what's the best way to invest in that. Coach Tim from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, asked, Joe, I just inherited a good deal of money from my parents' estate. I need it. I know I need to sit down with a financial advisor, but if it were you, what would you look to invest in? High-yield stocks, precious metals? Is there a go-to for you that you would use as a rule of thumb in regards to an investment strategy? No, there really wouldn't be in terms of – so. but if I have – if I have a chunk of money, now, sometimes you receive that money, you don't necessarily receive it in cash. It's probably already invested in certain types of securities. So it's probably a good idea to have an advisor to be able to take a look at those things for you. So you begin with what is it exactly that you want so you understand that. Then I think you've got to be able to put together a financial plan. So, you know, how old are you? Uh, but, you know, what, what do you really want to use the money for? Uh, how much time do you have left to actually work and therefore generate an income? And then, then, you know, what kind of risk profile are you you're interested in taking? Being aware of what you know, Nick had said earlier about we've had a 10-year bull run here. Well, now we're at the heights of the market. Uh, so I, I, I would begin again. I want to put together a disciplined strategy. I want to first understand what I have. 
and then I want to understand my plan that I want to be able to set up, then I would then I would adjust the portfolio accordingly. Denise King from my house asked Coach Joe, if you had your money in a TSP, would you take it all out and invest differently to make more money? And this is important, Joe, so get this one right. Mrs. King, first of all, I know you got to support your husband here. I, I recognize that. I wouldn't take the money out of that account. No, I wouldn't take the money out of the account. The key is not the account that it's in. It's what you invested in. So the account is, is basically a, a, a depository or, or repository for where something is held. Then it's how you invest the money that matters. But I wouldn't take the money out early. No. There you go. Coach, it's the time of the show all of our listeners look forward to the most. It's your investment tip and strategy of the week. We are all listening. We have our pens and papers ready. Coach, what is your best advice for us this week? Well, for anybody that's following the marketplace, you're aware, I don't know where it is exactly this minute, but 20 minutes ago, the the Dow Jones was down about 800 points, and it's because of concern of the coronavirus. We began the show talking about the coronavirus and, like, you know, how big a deal is that? And until that gets settled, we don't know how big a deal it is. So the markets have had an incredible run. Right? And the markets, every week we've talked, Jamie, have pretty much been at their highs. At their highs, I think it's always healthy to trim a little bit. Now, when the markets are down 800 points in one day, there may very well be a stock or, or, or a security that you really, really like. And make believe it. So the stock ABC, and the stock ABC is trading at 20. And today, because the market's hit so hard, it's trading down at 17. Well, I wouldn't be afraid for one stock. I wouldn't be afraid to put it a bid below the market, so maybe at 16. And then if you buy, buy that stock, that's the stock you want to own anyway. And you're buying it much cheaper than where you could have bought it a week ago. Uh, but, I, but I would still be wary of the fact that if the reason why the market is going down is because of the coronavirus. If we don't have an answer to that, you know, we could be much, much lower two weeks from now than where we are today if, that hasn't, if that's not solved. Folks, I hope and pray you wrote down all of that because let me tell you something. This guy put together a $26.8 billion deal with his team. And he knows it like nobody knows it. He is Coach Joe Mowgli. I heard exclusively here on the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Coach, switching gears in regards to Coastal Carolina. I read recently, Coastal Carolina has a student body of 49% from South Carolina, 47% from out of state, 2% international. The university is so very popular across the country. Um, What do you attribute to the rising popularity of the school from outside of South Carolina? Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. I think, first of all, Dr. DeCenzo has done an incredible job. He's been president for about 14, 15 years. And if you look at what the campus looked like when he first showed up, or even when I first showed up eight years ago, and the way it looks today, you know, there's been at least a $350 million building campaign that has taken place under his direction that has, 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 turned, has, has turned us from, from kind of a reasonably small regional uh, college to a larger regional college. Uh, with more of with more of a national reputation, and I think with regard to uh, the, you know the the, the, the uh, national rep that we have, at least in terms of national awareness. I mean, when our baseball team won the national championship in 2016, that's pretty significant. Everybody was aware of that, and and the risk of sounding a little bit immodest, you know, uh, my my story is so different and so unique than any other college football coach. You know, that that winds up attracting attracting attention as well. So I think, think that they're all the reasons. But the number one reason is the improvement in our academic standards and the improvement simply in terms of what the entire campus is set up and structured for. Coach, you're a big numbers guy. The university has been a boon to the state with an annual economic impact of $565 million dating back to 2017, and it just continues to grow. It seems like a perfect relationship between the state 
and the university. Why has it been so successful, in your opinion? Well, we're talking about the. I don't know if there is any public school in the state of South Carolina, including South Carolina, including Clemson, including Coastal Carolina. No, obviously, we we operate under the direction. Well, ultimately, we're accountable to, to, to the state of South Carolina for, for what our success is. So as any institution grows, you know, forget its relationship with the state now. As any institution grows, as certainly ours has. I mean, when um, when I showed up, I think our, our student enrollment was about 6,500, 7,000. Today, it's like close, close to 11,000. Well, by definition, we're bigger, larger. That, that bring, brings more economic growth to the area and the community. That's the reason for that, Jamie. So as the individual institutions um, grow and are solvent and doing a good job of managing their own budget and their growth on that, then, then the surrounding communities, uh, the surrounding areas benefit from that. And you know, while we're part of the state, that's not necessarily a relationship with the state. That's, that's the growth and the, and the respective communities that, that, that you, you're involved in. In our final minutes with uh, head coach Joe Mowgli, a former head coach of Coast Carolina and current CEO, uh, chairman of the TD Ameritrade. Coach, what will you be working on heading into March? What's on the plate for you uh, heading into this next month? Well, I think I mentioned a little earlier, I want to do a good job to make sure I'm taking care of myself. So that's, that's number one. But along those lines, along those lines, uh, when I went to football back in 2009, I had to really pretty much give up playing golf because I just didn't have the time for it, and I had a lot of catching up to do. So I'd like to be able to get back to that. So my own thought process is maybe the second half of March when it's a little bit warmer, I start to go up, go start all over again, take lessons, see if I can see if I can, if I can have a better swing than I did 11, 12 years ago because hopefully I, I, I don't have those bad habits as built in as I would have if I were practicing every day. So – it's probably as simple as that. Working on the golf game. And, uh, Coach, you have so much going on. I don't know how you do it. It's just unbelievable the amount of things you can do in a day. Coach, thank you, as always, for joining us on a debut show for providing all of us with world-class insight. Thanks, Jamie, and thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Joe Mowgli Report, exclusively heard on the Sports King Show on Sports 106.1. Don't touch that dial. We're going to take your phone calls, all that and more, coming your way next as the Sports King rolls on. Monday morning. Hi, sports fans. This is former Washington Redskins quarterback and Super Bowl 26 MVP, Mark Griffin. You are listening to my favorite sports show, The Sports King, hosted by my great friend, Jamie King, on Sports 106.1. At Quicken Loans, our 17,000 team members know that home is so much more than a house. That's because our clients tell us all the time. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help you save money on your mortgage with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR, 4.23%. That's right, 3.99%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped, and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. 
This is Big Al. I'm letting the Hoss DA run mornings while I'm out. We'll be back in business March 2nd, but at a new time. Sports Fun with Big Al is moving to 8 to 10. That's an extra hour of sleep for me and a great way to start the work day for you. Catch you here on Sports 1061. Richmond's favorite sports personalities are live on Sports 1061. The DA Show, Sports Phone with Big Al, The Jim Rome Show, Tiki and Tyranny, Zach Gelb, and the Sports King, Jamie King. Sports 1061. You're listening to a man whose future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. The Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, everybody. Sports King on Sports 1061, Monday through Friday. Across the United States of America and internationally as well. We love all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Been chock full. And uh, we just have so much going this week and every week. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be joined by Joe Beninati, the Capitals play-by-play announcer. He'll join us at the Capitals Ice Rink uh, before he heads out to Winnipeg for a game uh, the next day. So we appreciate Joe Beninati uh, joining us tomorrow. We want to thank... Mike Singletary, our guest in the block number one. Of course, Vince Papali, Mr. Invincible. And you just heard from Joe Mowgli, the chairman of TD Ameritrade. And Ben, I think it's time to open up the phone lines here on the Sports King on 804-327-0888. 804-327-0888. And we've got something special, don't we, my man? It's time to play Sports King Trivia. Answer today's trivia question and you'll win a prize. Boy, will they win a prize. $100 value, it's called... A floating helmet. Don't know if you've ever seen this. It is the coolest thing ever. Pegasus Sports. It is pretty cool. Provides this. It's the team of your choice from the NFL or Major League Baseball. And today's trivia question is, our guest, the first guest on today's version of the Sports King, the live version today and every day, Monday through Friday, 10 to 12, shameless plug, Mike Singletary, Hall of Fame linebacker, Chicago Bears. Where did he play college football, Ben? An easy one. On the Sports King. If you know, you will win today's prize courtesy of Pegasus Sports. And while you work on that, I am going to let you know that the Gypsy King, I predicted, would have enough punching power to take on Deontay Wilder. He got him in the seventh round, but boy, it wasn't even close. He pounded Wilder into submission in a fight that just really uh, was one-sided. I think Wilder, to be honest with you, wasn't ready for this one. He did not prepare. I think he thought uh, the first round, uh, uh, first time around, they would basically, uh, you know, what happened then might happen again. And I just don't think he was really into it. He didn't look into it from the start. And the Gypsy King came out. And by the way, how about the way the Gypsy King was uh, entered into the building as far as being carried in with the crown and everything? I kind of like that. I'd like to see that happen here on the Sports King. So, Ben, if you can make that happen, uh, you know, the Gypsy King's interest was epic, absolutely epic. So we're getting uh, responses all over uh, uh, Facebook, and we're getting uh, folks uh, texting left and right uh, with their with their answer. All you have to do is give us a call. Once again, 804-327-0888. We're going to talk about uh, the Deontay Wilder fight, if you want to talk about that. Also, uh, there was a backup goalie uh, that has been uh, made famous. He drove a Zamboni 
and also played uh, for Carolina, and he won a game. So uh, I know you saw that. A lot of exciting news. Of course, uh, you've been following the story with Ryan Newman, uh, the tragic accident he had, and uh, he said he has a head injury. We're going to follow that story as well. We are going to go to the phones, and we've got Dan, who wants to take a guess at Sports King Trivia. Dan, what say you? Baylor. Baylor. Baylor Bears. He is absolutely on the money. Dan, congratulations. Where are you calling from? Sacramento, Jamie. Sacramento. We love Sacramento. And uh, what else do you have on your mind in the world of sports, my man? Well, um, as you and I go back uh, several years, um, I'm a head coach for a football team for the freshmen out here in Sacramento. And it's an inner city school. Um, and they have the kids nowadays have a sense of entitlement. They have no respect. How do we get around that as head coaches? Well, I tell you what, it's uh, one of those things that uh, you know when you look at, as Mike Singletary talked about, the old school way of doing things. I'm uh, I, I've always believed as a coach that if you don't uh, teach the things that uh, the skill levels and the aspects of what's right from the start, uh, you'll never get control of your situation. And so many kids today, uh, you know, you see guys that uh, like in basketball, they want to shoot the threes and they want to do a lot of the fun things, but the rebounding and all the hard inside work stuff you don't see. And the guys that are in the trenches in football, uh, the debt you have to pay to get to be great. Uh, So many kids, and it's just one of those things, I'm going to saying all kids, but there's a lot of instant uh, everything today. You know, everybody wants the instant gratification, uh, the hard work ethic and so forth. I'm not saying kids don't have it by and large, but it's just something that uh, you've just got to put your time in and to be great at anything. You have to put that time in. The guy like a Mike Singletary, undersized guy that worked his tail off and becomes a Hall of Famer. Vince Papali talked about being 5'7 or 5'8 and making the Philadelphia Eagles. If those two guys aren't indications of what you can do, but I totally agree with you. There's some things that uh, youngsters just need to understand in terms of getting there. They can all get there, and I push for them and pull for them at every turn, but they have to understand the road is not always easy, and if you're afraid of getting knocked down, uh, sports is not the place to do it because you're going to take your lumps, but the key is the champions find a way, and they get through it that way. Dan, thank you so much. All right, Jamie. Have a good one. Bye. Dan, we appreciate that. Uh, We will get a hold of you uh, immediately after, and uh, Ben will take all your information down. Uh, The phone line's still open, 804-327-0888. If you want to talk about Deontay Wilder fight, if you want to talk about uh, the backup goalie that became famous, we can talk about that. I saw a young lady, 86 years of age, I don't know if you saw that, she hit a putt all the way across uh, a basketball court. 86 years old, Ben, and she won a brand new car. I mean, so unbelievable. A lot of action this weekend in the world of sports. But That's the, almost, what, a foot for every year she's been on planet Earth, I well, guess. I don't know how long I tell you what, she, is, but She yeah. puts better than I do because I looked at this and I was like, there's no way she's going to get close. And, man, she knocked it right in the dead center of the cup, and she won a vehicle. And to see the crowd erupt with her, was just absolutely phenomenal in terms of the excitement. But, folks, we're going to have all kinds of prizes coming your way through Pegasus Sports. Uh, we can't thank them for being such a great sponsor of what we're doing. And uh, we've got uh, so many other folks on board. Uh, we got Cremo uh, offering all kinds of face products. Of course, I need all of those uh, to keep the skin moisturized. You can never moisturize enough, I always say. Um, 
we've got them. Mission Belt uh, provides belts uh, for our listeners as well. So we're going to have all kinds of uh, gifts to give away, and we can't thank you enough for joining us every Monday through Friday here. 10 to 12 is our new time, and uh, we thank all of our guests today for joining us on The Sports King. And uh, we've got the phone lines lighting up. We thank you for taking part in the show. And uh, if you want to talk sports of all sorts, this is a place to do it. And I believe, Ben, you got uh, somebody on the line. Uh, and we want to uh, remind you the number. Make a note of it, 804-327-0888. How about uh, Vince Papali uh, talking about Mark Wahlberg being on the sports game? How about that? Just don't call him Marky Mark. Well, right. I mean, that's th- what I gleaned from that. That's how old that was, though. Right. I mean, I, I grew up in the Marky Mark era, man. I mean, that was, uh, you know, the funky bunch. That was it. They were it for, for a couple I, of I years. I guess once you've done that, <clears throat> you want to get away from that, maybe? Probably. I mean, I don't know how Donnie feels about that. I mean, Donnie, of course, went on to a pretty, you know, famous career. He was in Band of Brothers and um, I'm sure a, a ton of other stuff. Blue Bloods. Blue, Blue Bloods, Bloods yeah, yes. CBS, yep. Um, so the they transitioned, I guess, fairly well from the, the music side of things to the acting side. Uh, very talented family, that. talented family, exactly. And even have what the TV show, the Wahlburgers thing. Yes, that franchise. Yeah, they're jacks of all trades. Absolutely, I guess, and and master of maybe one or two. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I am a Mark <laughs> Wahlberg fan. I really am. I mean, the guy's been an amazing actor. He's done a lot of great things and uh, heck of a, of a performer. And, and Vince just has told me through the years he's just been one of the nicest guys to work with and uh we definitely want to get him on the uh, sports king show whenever we can you have an update on the ryan newman situation with daytona of course that horrific crash but they say potential head injury do you know anything more yeah ryan released a statement yesterday before the uh, cup race kicked off out in las vegas and did not disclose really what exactly the injury was but all, all he said was he was fortunate to avoid any internal organ damage or broken bones. I did sustain a head injury for which I'm currently being treated. That's what he said in a statement. The doctors have been pleased with my progression over the last few days. And he just thanked everyone who took care of him, all the uh, the track uh, emergency crews who got to the car quickly. I think they had someone in the race car in 35 seconds, um, which was remarkable. Um, you know, uh, however many years back, 10 or 15 years ago, you would have seen uh, that kind of a quick response from some of the emergency teams. They've gotten a lot better at that as the years have gone on. Um, and just to see him walk out of the hospital just like 40 hours after the fact was nothing short of remarkable. So whatever he's dealing with, uh, head injury-wise, it might be a concussion. Don't want to speculate too much until we know for sure, and I guess that information will be released when they, whenever they feel it's uh, it's a good time to release it. Um, there's no timetable for him to get back in the race car, but when he is ready, the number six will be ready for him to, uh, to come back and get behind the wheel. So it'll be up to guys like Ross Chastain, who had a decent run going in Vegas yesterday until um, – I think he spun by himself in the last couple of laps. Uh, it'll be up to him and I guess whoever else they want to get to fill the seat until Ryan comes back. But at, at least he's up walking around and he's he seems to be okay for the most part, which is good. That is great news. And guess what? I want to give away something else. I'm loving this. I feel like a game show host. And here we go. You get a car, you get a car. Well, I will give a car, but I'm going to give away another one of those floating helmets, my man. Give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. The question is, what was Vince Papali? who is our guest, the second guest on the Sports King Show today. What was his jersey number? If you know, you'll be a winner on the Sports King, on Sports 1061. And how do you like this, man? I'm You loving this game show stuff? I am. Yeah, all we need is the prize wheel here in the studio, and we can 
have like a sound effect or something for the uh, for the Price is Right wheel or something like that, I guess. I want to thank you for dressing up today for the sports change. Thank you. I mean, well, I mean, it was my ACDC shirt or nothing else. It's laundry day. So, on a Monday. I asked you, I'm seriously now, I'm, I'm going to take you to task. I know nobody's listening, but uh, I asked you to wear a suit. Dress it up a little today. A suit. <laughs> Why no suit? Uh, here on the second floor in our building, this is what you get. Okay. This is this is the there's no folks, dress code. There's I no, ask, no but I don't always get. That's I, upstairs with the sales department. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, I, I have to thank Mr. Bob Will be and the uh, folks here have uh, been so great to us with the Sports King Show for allowing us this opportunity to bring to you sports programming. Once again, uh, trivia question number two: What was Vince Papali's jersey number? If you know, you'll win a floating helmet courtesy of Pegasus Sports. Eight zero four three two seven zero eight 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 is the number. Prize number two on the Sports King as we wind things down. And I've got a royal rant coming up uh, that you will want to hear. The Sports King went to JPJ, John Paul Jones Arena, this past Friday night to watch Jason Aldean in concert. I'm going to tell you about that concert. Now, there's a story behind this. Of course, Allie, who does promotions for our station, lovely lady, came in and said, Hey, Sports King, would you like to go to see Jason Aldean? Two tickets. I said, sure. She said they aren't the greatest tickets in terms of the actual seating, but she didn't say how high they were either, but uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, uh, I said, sure. So not the biggest Jason Aldean fan. Of course, I'm a Garth Brooks fan. I like... uh, uh, Toby Keith, uh, Clint Black, some of those guys, but uh, not uh, big on Jason Aldean. Great performer, did a great job, but it's one of those things where you're like, okay, how's this going to go? And then uh, the debacle started, and I'm going to get into that because this is a story you will not believe in terms of what happened to me going to this concert and back, and that's going to be part of my royal rant, but right now, we want to go out. Do we have a potential winner? I think we do. Line? We okay. want to hear from Ralph. Ralph's I would like to hear from Ralph. As, uh, Ralph, where are you calling from today on the Sports King Show? Jamie, I'm calling from London. How are you? London. London, England. With a spot of tea, my man. See, we span the globe here, Ben. <laughs> we span the globe. I heard from Denmark earlier. Of course, Ari Kawanjo calls from Arizona. We're hearing from Denmark. We've heard from now London. We're nationwide and global. Nationwide. Don't forget that. Matter of fact, you should get a T-shirt made up of that. I'll print it up that, after the show. Write that down I've after the show. Got it down. Okay. Take anyway, I digress. Ralph from London. The question was for the Pegasus Sports floating helmet, which is extremely nice. Valued at $100. We had uh, guest Vince Papali from the movie Invincible. What was his jersey number for the Philadelphia Eagles? Number 83. Number 83. Is he correct, Ben Maitland? I know he is, but I want to hear your voice. Yeah, he is. Okay, fantastic. We both concur. <laughs> we concur. Congratulations. Now, here's the deal. Ben, do you get to hand deliver this to him in England? Do you fly over? Can we, uh, do we have it in the, the budget? 
No, I need more than a puddle jumper, I think, which is about the best we can muster up here at Sports One. What if Mr. Willoughby so. would allow us to get into G5 and take it over to him personally? G5, a.k.a. the puddle jumper? Exactly. Yeah. Can we talk to him as soon as the show's over? We'll talk to him after okay. the fact, yeah. We'll we'll get it to you, Ralph. Appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks. Ralph, Thank hang you. on the line. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, you're going to okay. hear this Royal Ranch. You won't believe my experience at John Paul Jones Arena. This is one you have to hear as a I sports king. Yeah, yeah, you've <laughs> I heard believe it. it. You've heard it. It's unbelievable. But we'll be right back with the Royal Rant after these messages. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Kurt Gouveia, number 54, Washington Redskins. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 1061. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years and 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Hi, it's the Sports King, Jamie King, and I'm here to offer you truly life-changing advice. If you or someone you know suffers from foot pain, don't delay. Take immediate action and visit the podiatry centers of Dr. Paul Ross with two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. I know firsthand he changed my life and totally restored my foot. He will do the same for you. That's the podiatry center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. Let's get back to the guy who said, where there's a will, there's a relative. Oh, you're listening to Sports King right here on Sports 106.1. Welcome back, everybody. Sports King on Sports 106.1. And uh, we thank you for joining us for this special Monday edition of the debut of the Sports King from 10 to 12 noon every day, Monday through Friday. Want to give some shout-outs? Want to give a shout-out to Greg and Michelle Wolf from Fredericksburg. Joni and Ted uh, are calling in uh, from Stafford. We want to thank the Daly family, Joni and Ted Daly from Stafford, Virginia. Jason and Paige Lee from North Carolina. Valerie Wright from... uh, where are we from? Valerie from Charleston, South Carolina. Thank you so much. Kirsten Jans Hall from Charlotte, North Carolina. And they just keep on rolling in. The Slagle family from uh, Stafford, of course, uh, Mike, Kay, and The Nate Show. And now it's time to move forward with 
the aspect that you all love so much. It's time for my Royal Rant. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Royal Rant. What is on the mind of His Royal Highness? What sports figure, team, or player has raised the ire of His Majesty? Is it sports-related, or is there something else in the kingdom that has him ready to vent his displeasure? Without further ado, here is the Sports King with the Royal Rant. Thank you very much, Mike Neville, for that. And yes, it is not sports-related. It is, however, related to something that happened to me Friday night, going to the Jason Aldean con- uh, concert, which, you know, Good performer, done great. I know a lot of people love the guy. Me, uh, he's a guy. But uh, went anyway. Of course, thinking my wife after a long week of work wouldn't want to go. Uh, of course, I said, Ben, would you like to go? Uh, and of course, she goes, yeah, yeah, I'd like to go. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to uh, Jason Aldean. So picture this, Ben. We park a mile away from John Paul Jones Arena. That was nice. That I really appreciated that. Nothing like the cardio heading into a concert. So after I walk the mile, not saying I don't need to walk the mile, but I walk the mile. There's a guy from John Paul Jones with his hand up like a traffic cop saying, no, stop right there. You can't bring that purse in. Of course, my wife has a coach purse, and uh, which she's very proudly carrying. And she says, okay, what do I do? Well, you need to bring a plastic bag in here only. Well, we don't have a plastic bag. Can we store this somewhere around here? Uh Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you can throw it over that uh, railing there and down in the ground and pick it up on the way out. Didn't sound like it was a good plan. So I said, being the gentleman that I am, and you know that, Ben, I am the gentleman. Let me take the purse back to the car, a mile back to the car. You cannot be serious. That's, That's what I was thinking the whole time as I'm walking. 21 degrees. And I said to myself time and time again, John McEnroe, you cannot be serious. So as I'm walking with a purse in downtown Charlottesville, 200 and some odd pounds that I am, I'm getting cat calls. I'm getting offered dates. Woo! Yeah. But weren't females asking me? And I think they were teasing me a lot. I even got a marriage proposal, carrying a coach purse to downtown Charlottesville a mile. Not a good look, Ben, for the sports king. I was thinking to myself, if they could only see me now, carrying a, a coach purse a mile. Now, when people say, hey, to what lengths would you go to be chivalrous and, and, and show your special someone that you care? Carrying a purse, coach, uh, coach purse, easy for me to say, a mile in 21 degrees. Then I get back. And go in. And then the tickets were in Section 300. Folks, if you've ever been to John Paul Jones Arena, lovely arena, if you were down to where you could actually see things clearly, I think I was two rows from the top. Literally, if I would have been on top of John Paul Jones Arena, it would have been a better deal. So here's the deal. Friday night for the Sports King, I got a marriage proposal. I get cat calls carrying a coach purse. And then I climb Mount Everest to the top of John Paul Jones Arena. So by the time I got up there, I was looking for an oxygen tent because it was not good, okay? On top of that, I felt like I was losing my balance. And I'm a big guy, so, you know, I love big guys uh, in terms of, uh, you know, they're, they're great. They, they love to have fun. There was one guy, though, almost directly in front of me that was uh, 
a very large man. Let's put it this way. I could have seen a movie on his back. That's how big he was. So he's from Valdosta, Georgia. I guess that's where Jason Aldean's from. This guy proceeds to then sing every song of Jason Aldean's. I couldn't enjoy Jason Aldean. No, sports kid can't because I'm looking through this guy, which I can't see through him, of course. And he's turning around singing, holding a fake microphone like a beer can, like he was doing. And it was unbelievable. So Annoying, obnoxious, disruptive, irritating. I could go on for hours. Yes, I could have gone on for hours. I couldn't stand up and see over this guy. Couldn't see through this guy. And I'm sitting here thinking, I did not... You know, I didn't have to pay for the tickets, thank God. But I didn't have to go through all of what I went through, the three-mile walk and everything I had to do to get there, to see a guy standing up trying to be Jason Aldean in front of me when I wanted to see Jason Aldean on the stage. And I didn't want to cause a big uh, disturbance. But, man, come on, guys. Sit down a little bit. Let me watch the show. You're not the show. He's the show. So I was very upset. Can you feel my pain? I can. We talked about it right when you first got here this morning, and I got an earful. I was like, that's your rant for the day. That's day one. How about this? Day one of the new time slot. It's, we're going to rant about JPJ. Hey, and, beautiful. And you look good. Nice purse. <laughs> in downtown Charlottesville. Not a good look. On a Friday night, no good. So Easy cut target. me some slack. You knew I was carrying this for my wife. They had to believe that, right? I mean, well... Some people lied. They be honest. Do I look like a purse carrying guy? No, you don't. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Maybe a not satchel. Not that there's no. anything wrong with that. If that's your thing, satchel. But, yes, purse. No. But yeah, I'm getting cat calls from Wahoo Land. It was kind of upsetting the sports king. I was like, man, I can't live this down. Thank goodness there's no cameras around. This yeah, could be those devastating. Were supposed to be nice in Charlottesville. Anyway, so the music sounded good. Some stuff I thought I knew. He, he did a good job. But my rant is to close it out. Uh, plastic bags. John Paul Jones Arena, you have to have plastic bags. You cannot go in there. And I guess they're going to this more and more, but I did not know this. Most of the time they look in the bags, they scan it and let you go through. But no, no, not for the sports king. Time to put on your hiking gear, my man, because you're going to do a three-mile hike here to get back in 21-degree weather. And, brother, sports king, as you know, tropical guy, doesn't like the cold. So not good, not good. Yeah, having to hike in February, no, not the best thing in the world, but – I thought there was something printed on the ticket that said clear bag policy in effect. Or, or was I mistaken? Come on, man. I might be mistaken. <laughs> Come on. It did say clear bag policy at the very bottom, but I didn't look. In very at, tiny letters. Okay. So now I'm wrong for need not a, looking at the tickets that were bus. given to me. I put them in my wallet <laughs> and proceeded to go. I just thought, hey, they're going to look through it. They're going to let me in. It's going to be easy peasy. But You were no. thinking about the trip up there and, oh, uh, we got to go see the concert. And I, maybe I shouldn't have taken the tickets. Thank you, Allie, by the way. My sister had a great time. Yeah, I, thank I you. A, I yeah, she probably didn't have a 400-pound guy in front of her. I don't think so. That, she did know. have someone who was kind of obnoxious next to them. Uh, some lady, I think it had too much. And she said, hey, sing such and such. And he had already sang the song at that point in the show. Well, so she was. Little, I also she was enjoyed the guy, the too. big guy in front of me, singing because he <laughs> had a good voice. But you know, nonetheless, I didn't pay to see him. But anyway, he knew every song. I'm not kidding you, man. You ever had that guy huh? that knows every song? Oh yeah. And yep. lets you know he knows every song. I mean, like, to tell I'm you, this guy was dancing. It's, yeah. He was the biggest fan in the world. I, I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, this guy has no off meter here, and there's no button to turn this guy off. He will not stop singing these songs. But anyway, so that was my experience. And you would think, Ben, I'm going to put you on this. Sports King needs to be down in Section 100 somewhere. Come on, man. Get me tickets. This is part of your job. If you, in your job description, it says get Sports King quality tickets. And I've got to have better seats. 
Come we'll work on, on the we'll work on floor seats for the floor for, seats or, or at least in a, section uh, 100 where I can see the stage. <laughs> right. Whenever there's another show that um, strikes your fancy or your wife's fancy, we'll work on that. Well, you know what? I'm worried about airplanes at the top of the arena. That's how close I was, man. I'm sitting here uh, like too high. I, I've got to think about heights. You know that. I don't like the heights. I want to be down. Anyway, I digress. But it was a fun experience nonetheless, other than the cat calls and all that. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Sports King on Sports 106.1. We want to thank Mike Singletary, Hall of Fame linebacker. We want to thank Vince Papali from the movie Invincible. Great catching up with Vince. His son, by the way, is trying out for the NFL. Vinny, you want to keep your eye on him. He's a great player out of Delaware, and he's got a chance. Uh, another Invincible story, perhaps. Joe Moglia. Also, hope you uh, loved all of his tips. Where else can you listen to a guy that does a deal for $26 billion? We've got it right here every week on the Sports King. And uh, that's going to wrap up this edition. We want to thank all of our callers. We want to thank all of our guests. We want to thank all of our sponsors. And uh, we love doing our shout-outs. We'll do that every day for you. And uh, we can't thank CMA Honda, Dr. Paul Ross. We want to thank all of the folks at Coastal Carolina. And most of all, thank you for joining us. So for Ben Maitland, I'm the Sports King, Jamie King. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Sports King.